Welcome to this presentation from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. We are located in the greater Los Angeles area at 9820 Lakewood Boulevard in Downey, California. We would love to have you worship with us any Saturday you are in our area. Wow. Good morning, everybody. How'd you like the music? <laughs> it's so great to be able to have our music. Ben, thank you for coming out and continuing to play music for us. Appreciate it, and as well for all the band. Honestly, um, I don't think we do this enough. I want to thank all of our volunteers, especially the last couple of months, who have made church possible. Can we just get a big amen? Amen. Thank you. We've had our greeters, our deacons, our temperature uh, checks, um, <laughs> and now our band and everything, our, our Sabbath school teachers. Thank you so much. Because without you, church would not be possible. <laughs> so even the ones that I, I didn't mention, I, I'm so thankful for everyone. Thank you for all that you are doing. So let's go ahead and begin a new sermon series. Is that okay? All right, let's pray. God, we thank you for another day that we can continue to worship you. And as we now dive into a new series, specifically that of stewardship, help us, Lord, uh, to know how we can become better stewards and caretakers of the gifts, the time, and everything you have blessed us with. In Jesus' name, amen. So some of you are wondering, oh, pastor's gonna talk about stewardship, pastor's gonna talk about money, Pastor's gonna talk about this and that. Well, stewardship is not just about money, okay? It's only a small portion of it. Stewardship actually encompasses our whole lives. So today we're gonna to talk about the stewardship of time. And what is stewardship? Well, God has called us to be stewards, to be caretakers with the things that God has given us. So you all have time how you manage your time, all right? Uh, and, and one of the things that I have found uh, true is that there are people who continually say, we want more what, okay? So we want more time. Now, I threw a number up there, 31,536,000. Pastor, did you come up with a random number? No. There's a purpose to this. Anybody know what that number signifies? Oh, who said that? Oh, very good. All right. We have 31,536,000 seconds in a year. If you want to break that down further, um, there are, uh, let's go to minutes. There are 1,440 minutes in a day. You really think about it, that's a lot of minutes, right? Now granted, a number of them you're sleeping, a number of them you're school, but you have 480 minutes to sleep, you have 480 minutes to work or go to school. You also have potentially, you know, some of us maybe have to work longer in the day. Um, if, you, if you break up, you know, your day in, by eights, uh, you also potentially have 480 minutes of free time. What can you do with that free time? 
You know, with time, there's, there's a number of quotes that people uh, have said as well. Uh, there's this folklore where it says, time waits for what? No one. Or time is the most valuable thing a man can spend. That's the Theophrastus. <laughs> now, there is, a, uh, there is a man named John Taylor, and he is a graduate of Cambridge. He graduated many, 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 many years ago. Uh, I believe, I don't want to get this wrong, a long time ago. And I think in... Uh, maybe 1959, and in, I think, 1999, he went back to the, uh, to the campus. I believe he went into a library. And as he looked around the library, he realized nothing had changed. I thought, hmm, interesting. Now, what did, what did John do? He was actually, uh, I believe, he's a clockmaker. And he invented a different type of clock. Uh, he invented what's called the chronophage, literally, the time eater. He took the Greek words of chronos and phageo, meaning chronos, uh, time, and phageo, to eat. And he created this clock that had a, basically like this really evil, mean-looking grasshopper on top. And as the, the, the clock goes around and around, it acts like it's going to eat it. So he's going to eat the mouthful of teeth in every second of the movement of his jaw. And so there's a chain that rattles in a tiny wooden coffin at the back of the clock, and then it slams shut, barking the toil of the hour. Now, he did this because he wanted it to uh, have the sound of his reminder of his mortality. Now, the pendulum swings erratically, and it will slow to a near stop and then race ahead. So it's not a consistent clock. And it kind of reminds us of the occasions where sometimes time will fly, right? Have you ever had a period in your life where just time just zooms by and then sometimes it's like, will this day ever end? <laughs> and, and so the timepiece is only accurate every five minutes. And then blue lights will play a little optical illusion, and they'll swir whirl around the clock for one second, and then suddenly appear to freeze the next. You know, Einstein also said that um, sitting next to a pretty girl can seem like what? A minute. But a minute on a hot stove, <laughs> that's a long time. So John Taylor, he says, clocks are boring. They just tell the time, and people treat them as boring objects, yet this clock will interact with you. And the reason why he built this clock, and this clock costs $1.5 million because I believe he used gold and silver with this clock. It was to remind the viewers, the people who see this chronophage, as a reminder to not take their time for granted. You know, our biggest issue is not organizing or, or planning our time our biggest issue is that we're not convinced we don't have a lot of time. What is important to you, to us? And are you working towards that? Are you accomplishing the goals and the dreams that you have set out or that God has given you? It's important that God is leading us, especially with the use of our time. So Harvey Mackey, he says, Time is free, but it's priceless. You can't own it, 
but you can use it. You can't keep it, but you can spend it. And once you've lost it, you can never get it back. Anybody resonate with this? Especially that last part, you can't get it back. So what can we learn from this? A couple things that we can learn is, number one, be intentional with your time. Be intentional with your time. I want to go to scripture. Uh, let's go to Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 through 6. Colossians 4, 2 through 6. Go ahead and pull out your Bibles. Uh, maybe some of you, maybe this is your first time coming back uh, or you're new. Previously, we used to throw the scripture up there, but now we want you to bring your Bibles. We want you to literally get into the word of God. If you don't have a Bible in front of you or you didn't bring one, you know, pull your phone or your tablet out. Let's go to Colossians 4, verses 2 through 6. Okay, Colossians 4, 2 through 6. 9.55 in, uh, in, the, in the Pew Bible. Thank you, Gustavo. All right, are we all there? Okay, devote yourselves to what? Prayer, being watchful and thankful. It's a good motto to live by. Spend time with God, right? And be watchful, be mindful, be thankful as well. And pray, us, pray for us too that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Paul, uh, I believe he's writing from prison here as he's writing to the Colossians. And pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. And this is the key here as well. Make the most of every what? Of every opportunity. Let the conversations be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, that you may, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Now, Paul is talking about um, mission and, and going out and spreading the gospel. But I think there's also, a, a, you could broaden this lesson of not just with mission, but every day in your life. Make the most of every opportunity that you have. You know, as parents, you only have so much time when you can raise your child before they grow up and either A, they go off to college, maybe they'll join the military or they'll get a job, right? You have only so much time to be able to influence your child before they become uh, an adult. Maybe as a teacher, you only have so much time a year to influence these kids that you have been blessed to be able to teach. Um, you, you name it. In life, God gives us opportunities. And I think Paul is wise when he says, make the most of every opportunities. What is your dreams again? What are your goals? What has God stirred in your heart and your mind that God wants you to accomplish? And, and not only with intentionality, but you also have to have priorities. We talked a little bit about this prior to, you know, when it comes to our priorities as well, we vote with our actions. We may say one thing, but does our feet move toward it? Or, you know, <laughs> uh, what's your priority? Is, is God a priority? Is your family a priority? Your friends, I pray your church is a priority in your life. Your work, you know, to be successful as well, you have to have good health. You need to have a good mind. You need to be able to mentally be able to take on the challenges. You have to have good health physically. 
and emotionally and, and spiritually. Having hobbies is also a good thing to keep you motivated. Something that brings you joy that you can handle and deal with all of the pressure that life brings you. What are your priorities in life? You know, Jesus points us to how, um, I guess a couple of, uh, there's a couple of passages we can look at that helps us to be able to help understand and see the priorities that shape up in our life. So again, let's go to the, the Bible. Let's go to Matthew 6, 19. Matthew 6, 19 through 24. Okay, we all there? All right. So do not store up for yourselves, what? Treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for your treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You know, Jesus mentions treasure and, and treasure is, what, would, why, what is treasure? It's something that's what? It's valuable, right? It's precious. And, you know, growing up, I, I would watch uh, TV. There was one particular um, Disney movie at the time, early, back in the day, early 90s. And I, it was about a boy named Hokon. And I, I think he, I think it was actually made by a Norwegian film company. It's this young boy, he's probably about maybe 13 or 14 and uh, he wants to go and sail and find treasure with his brother. Well, they go out and they, they, um, they, they get on a boat and, and they're, they're sailing away. And uh, eventually something happens to the captain. And eventually, who roams the sea for treasure? Pirates, right? The pirates capture the ship. Uh, and, and they take over, and this poor kid, Hokon, is marooned on an island. Now, the, the captain, the pirate, the pirate captain, is looking for this treasure, and he will do everything that he can to find this treasure, because it's a large treasure. Well, Hokon actually finds the treasure, and he hides it. And this captain is relentless. And long story short, Hokon is able to keep the treasure, and the, tr the captain doesn't get it. But... Sometimes our priorities, we, we want to get this treasure because it will satisfy us. But in the end, treasure is just money, if you're going to look at it literally, right? But can money bring you happiness? No. No amount of money cannot replace your family, your friends, your relationships, or the joy in, in, in uh, accomplishing um, your, your Mount Everest, <laughs> whatever dream you have. Right? And, but Jesus, you know, Jesus is stating here now, not money, but the things that are valuable your friends, your family, uh, the treasure that you can have in heaven is what's most important, not here on earth. Because eventually, like, you could have the, uh, the nicest suit, or ladies, you could have the best dress, and it could cost, what's a really expensive dress? Like ballpark figure. No idea. 20000 Is that real? Yeah. 
Yeah? Okay. Give me a brand name. I have no idea. Okay. I know Lisa mentioned these types of shoes. Is it Louis Vuittons? Okay, you all, okay, so I hit it right one. And it's really expensive, right? So, yeah, you could have a really nice set of shoes, but if a moth or a rat or a dog <laughs> could get in the closet, the dog could chew the, <laughs> the shoe up. I remember my dad had these really, really nice boots. And um, I don't remember which dog it was, but the dog got into the closet and he chewed the boot up. Very expensive boots. All of the things that we have here on earth eventually are going to disappear. But your family, your friends, and your integrity, that's a treasure you cannot replace. Let's continue. Uh, in verse uh, 22, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of what? If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? So with the eyes, you have the ability to see. And what you see also colors your perspective of what you see. And what you see informs your thoughts, which eventually form your actions and your beliefs. Priorities in your life. What are you feeding your mind? What are you feeding your body? What are you feeding your soul? That influences you. And, and the time that you spend as well, are you spending things that are positive, spending time on things that are positive and wholesome or could be potentially destructive? And finally, here in this passage, sorry, uh, verse 24, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money or as the King James Version also says, uh, mammon. <laughs> you know, many people work very hard to make a living. And there are those who work even harder than it actually is necessary. And they sometimes neglect the most important parts of their life. Again, family, church, because they want to be able to build an empire. But is it worth it to have this empire when your spouse leaves you? Or maybe when your children come only because they want something from you? You can't serve both. You can only be dedicated to one thing. Do you desire to be dedicated to God in everything and allow God to lead and guide you and bless you? Because God will certainly provide opportunities to sustain you. Amen? Now, there's only one thing more precious than our time, and that's who we spend it with. There's a columnist, Allison Lynch, who wrote a story of uh, a young lady at the time her name is uh, Diana Kim. Now, Diana Kim had a dad, or Hope has, still has a dad, who uh, had a, he was a photographer, and he had his own studio. Uh, but as a child, uh, her, her parents just fought, and eventually their marriage did not work out. And so he left, and as time went by, he slowly just drifted away, and then eventually he just disappeared. She didn't know where her dad was. But because of her influence of her dad as a photographer, she also wanted to take up photography. And so that was what she became. She be, I, be, I believe she became a, a photojournalist. And, um, and so as uh, she would go out, she wanted to do something with her photography that would make an impact. 
So she wanted to be, make people aware of the homeless situation that was happening in Honolulu. And so she would go around and she would photograph individuals who were homeless. And one day, I believe it was in 2012, she was, she was taking a photo of a man. And through the lens, she realized this man looks familiar, familiar. And all of a sudden, she realized it was her father. Her father had been battling schizophrenia for, for a number of years. And he was homeless, he was destitute. She tried to talk to him, but he would not even respond as hard as she tried. And finally, there was a, a woman standing next to her and she said, don't even bother, he's not gonna answer you. And in her heart, she was just angry. How could this happen? So for the next couple of years, she, she tried to help him. He refused. Finally, I believe it was in 2014, her father has a stroke. No, a heart attack. Finally, he allowed her to help him. And over time, I believe over the course of a year, he was able to get treatment. I believe he was able to get the help that he finally needed to the point he was able to get off the streets and actually be able to find a job. Now this young lady, Diana, she tried vigorously and hard to be able to make sure that her father could be okay. She'd been looking for him, wondering where he had gone. Finally, when she has this opportunity to see him and try to help him, he refuses. And sometimes that can be the hardest thing, right? It's because you see a family member that you love dearly and yet they don't want help. Time has a way though of, she was able to uh, get the help that he, he needed. She also writes, so long as we are alive in this world, every day is an opportunity to take hold of that second chance. There is no failure unless you give up and he never gave up. And I haven't given up on him. Family and friends are the closest things that you can have in this world because relationships are key. We're not built to live alone. We're built, designed for community. And that's why we're here, right? Because we're here to worship not only God and praise God, but also to be in fellowship, to come together, share our challenges, our joys, our hardship, and to pray for one another. You know, time flies by and before you know it, again, it's gone. I'm sure as a parent, when your child was in the terrible twos, you probably thought, will they ever grow up? <laughs> or maybe they were great at two and three, but then when they, hurt, they hit 12, 13, 14, 15, it was a whole other story. <laughs> and now sometimes, don't you wish you could just go back to those days? Or maybe you've just graduated. Next thing you know, you get a job. 15 years go by and you realize, where did all the time go? Or 20, 30, 40. Don't take time for granted. Don't take time for granted. If you have family and maybe you're fighting encourage you to reconcile. Lost time is never found again, Benjamin Franklin. Never take time for granted.
Let's go to one last verse, Jeremiah 29, 11. Some of you perhaps are waiting, thinking, God, what do you have in store for me? You're wondering. Take opportunities, take chances, try. But know this, know this. For I know the what? The plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a what? A future. God has a future for you. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me, and when you seek me with all, you will find me with when you seek with me with all of your heart. As you manage your time, may God be a priority in your life. Seek God with everything, because God has a bright and wonderful future ahead of uh, for you that is going to be wonderful. There may be challenges, but God will bless you. Seek God with everything. And when it comes to stewardship as well, faithful stewardship of our time, faithful stewardship of our time means using it to get to know our Lord, help our fellow men, and to share the gospel. May you be proactive in smiling and being a blessing to others. And when it's time, have your testimony, your story of how God has intervened in your life to share with that person because that is the greatest and best sharing resource that you will ever have. Because God, people want to know how God has intervened and acted in your life. So may God be with you, bless you, and especially as we begin our small groups, I pray that this, this series will be uh, a, a time where you can grow and have a deeper understanding of what stewardship is. So be faithful with your time. Let us pray. Father in heaven, Lord, you've blessed us with many seconds and many hours. May we take opportunity to be, make these hours, these seconds, these minutes fruitful for you, but also as well to grow in faith and also to spend time appropriately, to prioritize the things that are important uh, for you and for us. Be with each member here and those who are joining us online and those who could not be here today. Help us to be faithful stewards for you in all aspects of our life, that others may know who we are and that Lord be with this church, Lord. Um, help us to uh, be a place that people can come to find out who you are, and not only that, accept who you are and live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Grace and peace, everybody. We hope you have been blessed by this message from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. You can find more messages at www.downeychurch.org. God bless.